0: internet uh this is the cutaways podcast how are you
1: yeah i'm ashley i'm justine happy holidays happy holidays all of the days that are holly yes happy kwanzaa (laughs) merry christmas happy solstice happy solstice Yay! Yeah.
0: For your Wiccans up in here. <laughs> <laughs> on our show, we watch romantic comedies from A to Z, meaning all the way back as far as Netflix will let us reach into the past of romantic comedy history. And we are now meandering out of the 50s into the 60s. We sure are. Yeah. So we're doing this um, to gain context and insight on a genre that is kind of like beaten up and forgotten and
1: mistreated in a very unwanted fashion. Can I tell you though that um, I watched a movie a couple days ago that was from 1960 and I'm like oh this fits perfectly because I'm about (laughs) to watch a movie from 1961 you know I went from 57 and then like in my leisure I watched a movie from 1960 and I'm like oh I'm totally in there in the context.
0: You're in the world.
1: (laughs) Yep. So, what are we watching today, Justine? Well, Ashley, <laughs> a Merry Christmas treat to you. We're I watching know. 1961's Breakfast at Tiffany's. I know, which is
0: perfect because I'm sick, so I don't have to do <laughs> very much work today. <laughs> it is perfect. How do you get the flu in California?
1: I don't know.
0: You're sitting very far away from <laughs> me. <laughs>
1: I haven't even been around children. Yeah, I've been around children and someone staying with us who was sick, and I'm fine. I just got an awesome immune system. Maybe I got it from you. Could be. I could be a carrier. Yeah. You carried it into my home. Most definitely. (laughs) presents (laughs) (laughs) presents <laughs> <laughs> merry christmas <laughs> so what does netflix say about this movie okay it's an hour and 54 minutes fortune hunter holly golightly finds herself captivated by aspiring writer paul verjack who moves into her building on a wealthy woman's dime that's what it's about kind of No. sort of maybe mm-hmm. a little they have breakfast <laughs> At Tiffany's. Ah. Sort of. Interesting. Okay, it stars Audrey Hepburn, George Peppard, Patricia Neal. It's directed by Blake Edwards and rated on Netflix at four and a half stars. I think I rated it on Netflix as five stars. Oh. Spoiler I alert.
0: I have contributed to this to this rating system. I think that needs to be established. Because I've owned this movie. Okay, I've owned this movie on DVD.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And I think I have a digital copy off of Amazon.
1: Oh. You've seen it more than once. I've seen it more than <laughs> once.
0: I also have a t-shirt with Audrey Hepburn's face on it from this movie, like the classic yeah. with her
1: with the cigarette.
0: Yeah. And then I think I have a poster. I think I have a Breakfast at Tiffany's poster at home. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's definitely permeated its way into popular culture. Yes. With the image of it. It's, a, it's an interesting
0: movie to add to our collection.
1: Okay. Well, in the 1962 Academy Awards, it was nominated for... Best Art Direction, Color, Best Writing, Adapted Screenplay, and Best Actress. And it won at the Oscars for Best Music Score and Best Music Song. At the Golden Globes in the same year, it was nominated for Best Picture and Best Actress. I'm surprised she didn't win. Yeah, I don't know who won or if they're like, Ah, we gave it to you for that other movie, which for roman holiday yeah the we're politics... mad at you about Dalton trumbo <laughs> it's all
0: your fault
1: the, the oscar politics the were awards politics are a thing that don't apply to
0: meryl streep
1: yeah well that's part of the politics they're like oh it's meryl <laughs> have an award
0: <laughs> I, yeah you showed up <laughs> <laughs> thank you have you seen anything from this no at all like no scenes
1: not even in film school okay. i don't think so interesting Maybe I have to watch it to recognize. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll find out. Yay. We'll be back in a jiffy.
0: Got our popcorn. Yeah. It's our breakfast at Tiffany's. And I said, what well, about breakfast at Tiffany's? Who I think I remember the film. And that's I recall. I think... We both, both kind
1: of liked it, it. and <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. remember the mm-hmm. lyrics anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guitar solo. Hope everybody has something to eat. Yeah,
0: you should. It's Christmas.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Sugar cookies.
0: Ooh. Or Snickerdoodles. Oh yeah. Mhm. And pie. What kind of pie? My mom makes apple pie again and then somebody makes pumpkin pie or pecan pie or something. It's kind of like a little Thanksgiving You don't like recreation. pecan pie. No, I don't. Anyway, so hope you're having a very Merry Christmas or other holiday form that you celebrate.
1: Hope you have some time off of work at least. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Some nice some nice winter winter holiday festivities. And Maybe like,
1: there's snow where they are. Mmm. like that. And I hope they're with friends. Yeah. And or family. But mostly. But not
0: like angry family. Yeah.
1: Cherished people.
0: Yes. People that, that love mm-hmm. and hug you and that may or may not bake you food.
1: Mmm. Tell us about it on our
0: Facebook page. <laughs> yes! Post a picture of your Christmas festivities with our podcast. Mmm. We'll talk about the movie eventually. We just really needed to have this popcorn. Mm,
1: okay. There's so much
0: eating in this movie and drinking.
1: Okay, one more. <laughs> okay, okay. It's a Paramount picture. It was filmed a lot at the, all the interiors. Most of the interiors are Paramount.
0: Yeah, they did like a week in New York, got all the exteriors out of the way, and then hightailed it back to
1: Hollywood. Mm-hmm.
0: And shot on the lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is what movies do. Yeah. Controlled well, s- environments. Some of it didn't look like it was on a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think only, like, really the police station looked like a lot. Yeah.
0: The police station was very lot mm-hmm. I didn't know the alleyway was. Mm. The alleyway at the end. Yeah, I didn't know that was a lot.
1: We start out the movie at Tiffany's. Of course. Uh, Audrey Hepburn shows up in a cab, and she gets out, and she has breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. She has a Danish something.
0: She has a croissant pastry. It's a pastry. But she's chilling. Yeah. As the credits are rolling.
1: Yeah. Nice little tour of New York as we have our opening credits. And um then... this is
0: this is rare though. We haven't. We don't really ever get to see empty New York. Like this is mm-hmm. completely empty. No one is around but the cab driver and Audrey.
1: Yeah, they they did actual crowd control and. Yeah. You know, closing things off for our location. Which for us at this point in history is... Hard. Yeah. Hard and relatively new-ish. I mean, ish. In this era, yeah. Then she goes back to her place and there's a man in a car in front of her place. This is the man that she was out on a date with and then escaped. A man named Sid? Yeah. But we also meet racist Mickey Rooney. Poor Mickey Rooney. Who is her upstairs neighbor. Okay, so it's Mickey Rooney in yellow face as he's supposed to be playing a Japanese person. Yes. Yeah.
0: Luckily, you don't see him as often as... This is one of the things that... Because when I first saw the movie, I had, like, no idea that it was... No idea who Mickey Rooney was. I was, like, ten years old. Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't, like, have any, like, reference on that kind of point. But he's not in the movie as often as people make it out to be. He could have been cut. He completely could have been cut. And they definitely didn't need the character to be a Japanese person. It was just there to be funny.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it could have been anybody of any... Ethnicity, any ethnicity, man, woman, it could whatever. have been
0: Mac- it could have been Mickey Rooney as Mickey Rooney,
1: yeah, and just if it was going to be someone of that ethnicity, have someone of that ethnicity yeah. play. <laughs> I guess they were trying to stay relatively true to Capote's novella mm-hmm. um,
0: in that regard, especially because they had already really pissed off Truman Capote mm. um, with Audrey Hepburn, so probably best to stay on his you know, semi-good side after breaking his heart, essentially. That's how he, like, equated it to. It's like, dude, calm
1: down. But the reason uh, she needs the upstairs neighbor is because she never remembers her key. She always loses her key, and she just uses the upstairs. She just buzzes it, so he'll he'll buzz the front door, and she'll let... She'll she'll let him in, or he'll he'll let her in. Right, and it just pisses him off.
0: (laughs) Hey, people do that now.
1: yeah. People totally do that to this day. I don't think it pisses me off. My, the downstairs number to dial, like, into
0: the building if you don't have a key, because we have an actual code that we can use, starts with number 19. Mm. Our apartment to have us buzz you in is pound 19.
1: No, you just have to hit 19.
0: Is it? Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know. I normally don't buzz myself in. Right. But, yeah, so it's just, you hit 19. So if somebody forgets to hit the pound, we always get called. We got called at 4 o'clock in the morning once, and that was just dumb. (laughs) It was just accident. Mm -hmm. Then there's people who don't understand, I guess, that we're not the people that they're trying to reach, and we don't want to buzz them in because we don't know them.
1: Right. It happens. And you have a much bigger building than I with lots and lots more people. Yeah. Okay, so then... At whatever six in the morning, Holly goes to sleep. Oh. Yes, yeah,
0: she's a she's a socialite. She's a party girl.
1: Yep. But then a new man moves in. New man. Huh? Oh. And he wasn't given a key, so he like buzzed her. Like he did the same thing. Well, he was like supposed to meet his benefactor. His benefactor there. His benefactor. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh benefactor oh my goodness you just made it 10 times dirtier
0: (laughs) the slower
1: the slower you say the word (laughs) the dirtier it gets
0: because you can insinuate in between the letters benefactor
1: yep (laughs) see that's how you do
0: it and then like all of that space in between is just where it all comes out that's where all your imagination lives yep yep in that space in the space between letters that's a movie. I love it. That is a that is a, a legitimate uh. movie. If we have any writers listening to this, <laughs> you have to credit us on this yeah. movie.
1: Yeah, we claim that.
0: Yep, it's <laughs> us. You can use it, but you just have to credit
1: us. Yeah, and then we'll edit it. So, he's asked to, you know, she just, like, wakes up, and she's just, like, completely out of it, and he wants to use her phone.
0: Yeah, he wants to call his Benny. Yeah. That's what I'm going to call her. Yeah, and
1: she's got this messy apartment with no furniture. Yeah, and she says she only feels at peace at Tiffany's.
0: Yes. Um she's like it calms her down. It's where she goes to think. It's her happy place. It's her happy
1: place. Yeah. Shh. And I mean don't we all have that uh, have a Tiffany's? Currently mine is my apartment when nobody else is there.
0: <laughs> Yours is your floor with tons and tons of pillows and a blanket. And a blanket. And And it's dark.
1: And some stuffed animals.
0: Yes. Drew just throws stuffed animals on top of you. In the dark.
1: Yeah.
0: Pillow fort! Yay! That's that's it. Yours is a pillow fort. Mine is... What's your happy place? I think downstairs in the the hot tub. Oh. When it's, like, dark outside and cold, but it's nice and warm and hugging you. Even though it's really itchy when I get out, but I don't care, because it's warm. (sighs) It releases all the tension
1: and everything. It's nice. It is nice. Okay, so... Mr. New Guy, Paul... Paul? 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 Paul, Paul. Paul baby. Paul baby. Uh, tells her that it's Thursday, which upsets her, because she's supposed to be visiting a man in prison on Thursdays. she gotta take the train to Sing Sing.
0: Yep. From New York. Yep. That's a decent train ride, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah. So, she's going to prison to visit this guy sally tomatoes who's this mob boss guy yeah he's the head of
0: the uh mob in new york Mm
1: -hmm. not a
0: specific mob just the mob
1: yeah he gives her a weather report every time and then she meets up with his lawyer to convey the message to prove to on her end to prove that she's gone there yeah and then she gets paid a hundred dollars yes to do all this he's a informant. Mm-hmm. And she she genuinely does not know that she is just delivering code for drug trafficking. I think
0: she does, but like on a level that she tells herself that she's not. I don't think she does. It's very Marilyn. <laughs> it is very Marilyn. I don't know. I think she plays it as if it's like she's sarcastic about not knowing. I don't know. I get that from from the performance. I always thought that in the back of her mind she did really know but she never thought that she was being played.
1: Hmm. Okay, so she goes to catch a taxi, but uh, coming out of a taxi is Miss Benefactor. Yes. Miss Benny! Miss Benny. Or Mrs. Benny. Uh, Yes, more accurately, Mrs. Benny. And so um, Paul's with there, they kind of exchange hellos and whatever, and then she runs off. And then we have, like, the next night racist Rooney wakes up again this time to loud music but Holly has like this unwanted visitor with her.
0: Yeah it seems like a guy who followed her home and she he was expecting some like a little something something. Yeah. And she was like uh no bro.
1: So she like locks him out and then goes into the bathroom to go out on the fire escape.
0: Yeah. He's, he's in her apartment, so he or she fights her way into the bathroom, mm-hmm. locks herself into the bathroom, and then climbs, her, climbs out onto the fire escape.
1: Holly goes out onto the fire escape, and she starts to go upward, and she sees Paul shirtless in bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh,
0: Mrs. Benny is coming out of the bathroom.
1: Yeah, and she leaves him some money, 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 and she leaves. Um, so then Holly goes into his apartment.
0: Scares the living shit out of him. Yep. As she walks into the window. I think this is, like, one of the moments that I always, I like. Because when I was younger, I had no idea, like, why it was such a big deal that they made a point of her leaving Mm -hmm. the money and everything. Now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, he's a gigolo. This is awesome. This makes a (laughs) whole other context to this movie. Because when... It's like going back and watching, like, the kids' movies that have the adult jokes that you now get, and you're like, (laughs) why did you do that in a kids' movie? Oh, I didn't get it. Oh, this is great. Like, I think the biggest one I think I went back and watched recently was Shrek, and I'm like... Shrek is, like, really randy for, like, little kids, but it goes way over their head, but it's for the parents, and that's why Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is why my mom wanted to go see these movies with me in the theater. Yep. Um, so, it's just kind of, like, it's like one of those moments, and so, I didn't, I like how it's so subtle that it just points at it. It was a very, like, 60s thing, or beginning of the 60s things to do, because it's still in the 50s, and sex is still you're at the tail oh, end of the 50s. We're in a
1: whole new era now. Yeah.
0: So when we, once we've now we've that we've transitioned like we're, we've seen a woman in pants. We've seen like mm-hmm. all that that kind of stuff. There's we've no more got hoop skirts. Shirtless
1: sexy men and the women who lay with them now. Yeah, yeah. And it is sexy. <laughs> I was like, "Ha! Huh, <laughs> steamy right here." So, isn't his like bedroom really gaudy? Probably. I wasn't looking at his bedroom. <laughs> I've seen it so much that I was taking in <laughs> You're new just things. Like looking at his furniture. <laughs> yeah, I know he's got the gold telephone, which is hideous. <laughs>
0: he has like antlers that are like his lamps oh. that hold up his
1: lamps. <laughs>
0: Gross. Though I really
1: did like the um, the 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 light switch for the bedroom. Well, is right next to the bed. That's very helpful. But yeah. didn't the woman, the older woman? Give all that furniture to him. She furnished yeah. the
0: apartment because it's her technically he has her nothing. apartment. Yeah, it's technically her apartment, and she brought him back from Rome. Mm-hmm. She they met there, and that's where he like got the whole mm-hmm. um, situation lined up, and then she paid for his ticket home. I'm assuming, and then his everything.
1: But he is a published writer. Yes, but not very popular. He's got one book of short stories. short stories, and he's sold a couple copies.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like five. Years. He said that only he's only sold 12. Only 12 have been printed.
1: Ugh, but he's working on that uh, novel. Yes. So, Holly tells her a little bit of her backstory, like, about her brother. Well, that she has a brother named Fred, and that he looks like him and... Can she call him Fred? Yeah, and so she does mm-hmm. throughout the entire movie. The uh,
0: Fred darling powder room. Okay, thing. so the powder room thing. She he asks her like, because she earlier made an offhand remark. Yes, so he specifically asks her about it, and so she explains that um, she gets fifty dollars to go for the powder room because you have a bathroom attendant. In high, higher-up, like, clubs and shit. So you normally are expected to tip the bathroom attendant. She keeps the $50 instead and uses that as her income, which $50 in the 60s is around... She can pay rent with it. Yeah, it's, like, around 200 yeah. these days. So um, it's a pretty big sum of money to give somebody just for the bathroom. She also, like, kind of spells out, like, her whole, like, living situation. She also gets $100 from, um, Tomato's lawyer, mm-hmm. lawyer in quotation marks, to go and visit and bring back the the weather reports, which mm-hmm. basically makes her the one who's feeding information to the mob. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't, she doesn't know that.
1: Is that all they talk about? They also, she
0: gets upset. When he starts to pry about her back background.
1: Yeah, but first they snuggle. They do snuggle. She realizes it's 4.30 in the morning and she says, Oh, can I just sleep here with you in your naked self in bed? Yeah, because he's, he's naked. He is naked. Yeah, and like I said, this is like the first like sexy, sexy thing we've seen.
0: <laughs> yes, like touching, touching yeah. naked flesh yes. has occurred. Yes. Like, chests have been touched.
1: And for us to have been for these months just watching movies with, like, nothing but kissing. Like, and not even good kissing. Right. This is just like, I am like, what?
0: Yeah, like, take our excitement about Cary Grant, because mm-hmm. Cary Grant makes us very excited. And just, like, times it by, like, 10.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: Yes. This is when, I think this is, like, when the romantic comedy genre took a turn for sure. This is a very, this, I th- I will say, is one of the pivotal movies that we've watched.
1: Yeah, I agree. People are very surprised that I have not seen it before. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, it's one example, when I tell people about the podcast, they're like, oh, like, Breakfast at Tiffany's. So I was like, yes, we're gonna watch that. I haven't seen it yet. And they were like, what? <laughs> yeah, Breakfast at Tiffany's is, it's kind of one of those ones that, It's weird
0: that a lot of people know about it, and it's so iconic and ingrained in pulp culture, but no one has actually really ever seen it.
1: Yeah, it's become such just an image, you know?
0: Yeah, like the image, the the poster of her standing with the the cigarette holder Mm -hmm. in her little black dress is like one of the most iconic pictures of American cinema. Mm -hmm. So, and the fact that it's a romantic comedy and yet romantic comedies don't get talked about. And I think Breakfast at Tiffany's should be shown in film school. Specifically for the techniques that they used and for the comedy.
1: Oh, I agree. I 100% think that this film should be studied. Um, because of it has lots of great themes to explore. And compositions. And And this is one of the movies where the the man isn't center
0: stage for us in a romance, like the man isn't the center of everything. I think well, the Well, it la- turns into his movie. It does turn into his movie, but she is it turns into his movie because she becomes this mystery mm-hmm. again to him. So I liked that they did it that way where it was her movie for so long and then she tore herself away from it because she had to be the mysterious creature always. Mm-hmm. And that as a way to show that because again it's based on a novella so a lot of things had to kind of shift and change around a yeah
1: little bit. i feel like because of it has such strong themes it must really hold true to being a novel like we've been watching yeah. a lot of movies based off of plays mm-hmm. and they seem pretty light but having something based off of a novel with lots of you know
0: you driving like pl- like uh, emotions
1: i think mm-hmm. like plays have emotions but it's but I feel like they're already very light because it has to be done in a certain amount of time frame. But if you're getting from a book, books can be... Books can be huge, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah no, I... It's I, taking I, I, a yeah, lot and
1: narrowing it down instead of taking a little and expanding yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I agree. This uh, should be studied in school. It's It's weird to me that it's not. Not where we went. I don't know.
0: I haven't, like, really heard of any... Anything that I know of from the people that I've talked to about actually watching Breakfast at Tiffany's as a film student. Film student as as a film that they needed to study. Like I've always heard Akira Kurosawa and Citizen Kane mm-hmm. and all of those like very male masculine movies whereas this movie is very feminine. Mhm. Especially in its comedy mm-hmm. and how she utilizes it.
1: Yeah. I say def- I agree. A hundred percent.
0: So it's just weird.
1: Okay, so while she's snuggling with Paul, she instantly falls asleep and has a nightmare about Fred. And she, like, he, he you know, gently is like, wake up, wake yeah, up. like, are you okay? He's, he says, why are you crying? And she's like, I hate snoops and runs out of there.
0: Yeah. She really doesn't want to give away any of her backstory. She loves being this, this mysterious She figure. needs to be. Yes,
1: it's not that she loves to be. She needs to be. Well, she doesn't know who she is. Yes, and she had to grow up. to she had to
0: grow up too fast, and she ran away from something she didn't want.
1: Her backstory plot. She can't be Holly Golightly if she's Lila May. Yes. Lula Mae.
0: Yes. May. May. Yeah.
1: So the next day, Paul finds a gift from Holly in his mailbox, and it's typewriter tape. Yeah, that was cute. I. Yeah. That is cute very cute let's see he then gets a phone call from his benefactor mrs benny she calls to say that her husband is
0: um home early Hmm. and that she will not be meeting him she does the whole hello darling um i can't meet you for lunch today so um albert came home early and he's very naughty and Okay. Uh, well, how about a long lunch tomorrow or something crazy like that? Pretending I like see. it's one of her friends. Long lunch. Wink. Ah.
1: Wink. Ah. 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 It is the '60s. Fill in the spaces. So then, Holly has a party. Oh, the party. Oh, yeah, this party part scene. I got a little confused about. This whole beginning of the party with O.J. I was just confused and just let it ride for a bit. <laughs> Okay. Until Holly showed up.
0: <laughs> so, OJ is, like, her, her like, he discovered her mm-hmm. um, when she, because she first moves to Hollywood. From, she runs away to Hollywood to try and find a new, a new life. He finds her and, like, coaches her up and basically becomes her manager. Yeah. Um, and goes and tries to get her to become this big actress. She decides to skip out on an audition and fly to New York. Mm -hmm. And he's always had this, like, sentimental attachment to her.
1: Yeah, but he always wants... He says, is she phony or not phony? She's both. She's a real phony. I think he... It's because he's, like, he... He knows that there's something... He
0: knows that there's something up. Mm -hmm. And he knows that there's something that she's not saying, but... He's not going to push her on it because... Well, yeah,
1: and she's also true to who she wants to be now. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it doesn't really matter to yeah. him anymore. But yeah. But he's, he's always going to be curious.
1: Yeah, he's a bit of a phony himself. I think that's the, the
0: metaphor there, is mm-hmm. that he's calling her out even though he himself is. Yeah.
1: That is a lot of this theme of this whole movie. <laughs> yeah, and
0: they're, they're driving it home for a... I think for specific reasons, because when you're, you're coming out of the 50s, you're coming out with, this is, like, when our celebrities started to become our, Mm -hmm. uh, our celebrities started to become, like, our Prince and Prince of Wales.
1: Yeah, you got Marilyn, you got James Dean, you know.
0: Yeah, and you've also got. Um, the Kennedys, you've got Camelot starting to kind of mm-hmm. take hold in America. And the tabloids and everything are starting to, to be, get bigger. Yeah,
1: but I really like this theme of, you're not who you say you are. Well, neither are you. <laughs> yeah, because
0: that's, I think, that's what that tabloid culture kind of started to to kind of show was that these people are people when they're not on screen or on page or, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they are people out Side of all of this.
1: You still have to watch my week with Marilyn. I do. I know I need to watch it. You, you'd like it. I'm busy. I gotta finish Jessica Jones. I'm gonna start that tonight. I want her hat. Which one? All of them? Yes.
0: <laughs> no, specifically the big, the big, the big dome <sighs> one. Yeah. 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 You could
1: yeah. Clear some space with that hat. Yeah. This is my bubble. Yeah. People cannot get like get. it's like my force field. Ooh yeah. Yeah, I want it. I
0: want that hat so bad.
1: Maybe if you ask Santa. No,
0: Sam didn't like the hat, so Santa isn't going to bring me it. Boys are jerks, okay? He said it was ridiculous. And I about stabbed him.
1: I know. Why don't they why don't they understand? It's not what they like. It's what how it makes you feel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See? Me plus dress equals happy equals you happy! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Me plus hat equals happy. Even if I wear it with a t-shirt and jeans! Happy! Yes! <laughs>
0: yes! <laughs> no, I'd have to get a black dress to wear that damn hat.
1: You know, I was going to save this for the trivia, but since we're talking about, well, we sidetracked into talking about clothes that make you happy... She wears, like, the same black dress through the whole movie, mm-hmm. but just, like, changes up with accessories. It's like, yeah. you go, girl.
0: No, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like a, it's kind of like a, an homage to the fact that she doesn't have that much money, but she knows how to work a freaking accessory. Mm-hmm. That's what's important. <laughs> See? Yes. You can have an outfit. And like be totally in love with this one dress and not need anything else. But if you just like dress it up with some, the pearls, remember mm-hmm. the pearls in the beginning, mm. yeah, or a nice hat, mm-hmm. or like a scarf, or you know some some nice satin flowy fabric scarfy thingy, a shawl. That's
1: what it's called. A shawl. <laughs> there's so many options. Oh, there's a really good the shawl in the rear window that you'll see. Okay. I'm like really You're giving
0: pushed. me so many movies to watch. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Okay, back to the party. Everybody's getting wild. They actually gave the people real bubbly, so. They're like, oh. Let's see what happens. Did they really? Yeah. I didn't see that in the... That was an show. <laughs> Dude, um, that's awesome. They're like, let's well, we'll see. We'll make it up. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, they are on a soundstage. They
1: are on a set.
0: They're locked down. I mean, they there's... The only bad thing is, is that they were literally smoking. Yeah, I wonder how many
1: fires were set. Ugh. Okay, so this woman Mag brings some rich men to the party. One is a Brazilian. Another guy is a not as handsome fellow. He's the piggy. Yeah, he's just not as handsome.
0: Yeah, but that's what that's what she calls him.
1: Yes. So. Holly recognizes this not-as-handsome man as being... The ninth richest man in America. Under
0: 50. Under 50. And her eyes get all wide, and she's, like, in a trance.
1: Yeah, she wants that money, money, money. She's like, come here, sir. Please, join me in this dance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay, and then racist Rooney upstairs gets upset for loudness, and calls the cops. Because he breaks his bowl. Yeah, and the party is getting real wild. Real wild. Well, yeah, they had real alcohol. <laughs> yes. So the police are showing up, and Paul's talking to the Brazilian, who's like, I can't... I can't... No police. No police. No police. Bad. Bad, bad. <laughs> no, Popo. No. So Paul takes him out into the fire escape, and so uh, Paul leaves by going up and the guy other guy leaves by going down. There's so many gags throughout this this party. I think we should
0: should point out that when Paul shows up, he brings her a book mm-hmm. for her bookshelf. And the bookshelves are completely empty except for she has party favors yeah, throughout. Yeah, she puts
1: it right next to the nachos. Yeah, she
0: puts the book right next to the nachos and says, "Oh, look. It's perfect. It's perfect." And then um Audrey Hepburn which she, as we've spoken about, the the famous image of Audrey Hepburn with the very long um, cigarette holder, an oversized cigarette holder, it, this is where that actually takes place, and it's utilized in a very funny way, because it's a collapsible one. It's like one of those like collapsible pointers mm-hmm. that they modified into a cigarette holder. Mm-hmm. And so she, like, throughout the party, she's making it longer and shorter and longer and shorter, and... At one point, she's talking, and she's, like, very cl- in close quarters, and she has it as long as it'll go, and accidentally lights some lady's hat on fire. Mm-hmm. And then it is, of course, she then knocks over somebody's drink, which then puts out the fire. And there's so many, like, little, little things like that peppered through throughout it, which is very interesting that they were able to do that while these people <laughs> were totally fucking smashed.
1: Yep. Then it's, like, the next day or so... We go to Sing Sing and Holly is there and she brought Paul with her and she's going over her finances with Sally Tomato. Yep, because he does that for her
0: from time to time and she's trying to save money because Fred is getting out of the army soon Mm -hmm. and she wants him to come stay with her.
1: Yeah, and then Paul is typing in his typewriter a little story about her. Yes, he's writing
0: a short story about the mystery neighbor that he has, mm-hmm. the mystery woman.
1: But then he hears her singing Moon River, mm-hmm. and that's been fairly nice.
0: It's very pretty, and she's in a sweatshirt and jeans, mm-hmm. and her hair's up in the, the thing because she just got out of the shower, and that's what girls do. We put our hair up in a towel.
1: hmm and sing a little song on our guitars. Are we? Do we get mandated, like, girl guitars? I'm getting it. Well, I have asked for a girl guitar for Christmas, because I want a girl guitar. I didn't know if that Santa was like idea. Santa thought it'd be a waste of money, but I say no. <laughs> well, Santa
0: needs Santa's... to get with the federal regulations of females having guitars so they can
1: sing after their showers. Santa's sister stood up for me and says musical instruments in the house are very per- positive. Yeah. Okay. Create a, a positive environment. Yes.
0: For the children.
1: For everybody. But yeah. <laughs>
0: River. Well, it's interesting, because I don't think a lot of people realize that Audrey Hepburn sang. I don't know. Because she sang in My Fair Lady. Oh. She sang in Sabrina. And then she sang one song in this. Okay, so
1: then Mrs. Benefactor shows up paranoid. Utterly with her- paranoid. With her cloak and turban. <laughs> it's like, if you want to be undercover, do not wear that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's undercover for New York. That was undercover for the 60s. The 60s was very much like play acting. <laughs> Where she had the swishy cape with yeah. the giant lapels that like covered her face. That was the worst. <laughs> that was the worst thing I've ever seen. I
0: just wanted to see her like tame a bull <laughs> with it.
1: Yeah. Like do that. <laughs> <My mom. laughs> like vampire it out. <laughs> she is clearly crazy. Okay, so she thinks she got her fashion choices from Dracula. <laughs> She thinks her husband is having them watched because she sees this man that's been out there a couple times outside their apartment. Yeah. He's just watching. Just a-watching. So Paul goes, he's like, I'll take care of this. I'm a man. Bring my man boobs. boobs. (laughs) He's a man. He's got muscles. Okay. (laughs) Peacocking. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Bringing his man boobs. <laughs> I don't know. Not so swingy, though. <laughs> you're gonna be like a block. That's, that's a men. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a bulldog. Yes! <laughs> there you go. Anyway. So, Paul goes to take care of the situation, and he walks off to... The park, so the man will follow him. He just wants to see, I guess, if the guy is going to follow him or not. I think. Okay, first I was confused. I thought it was Holly's brother. Oh, no, Holly's father. Yeah. But it's Holly's husband. Yeah. Because he goes, are you her father? And he goes, this is me, Holly, and her brother. And I'm the husband, and these are the children. <laughs> he says it in a weird way. I'm like, still so hus- 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 husband? <laughs> Yeah, it's, he is, like, the creepiest
0: husband, like, he is the epitome of why... They got married
1: when she was 14! Yeah. Or I thought, no, she ran away when she was 15. Okay, got it, got it, got it. it. 14, not legal. Well, she's in Texas. Maybe it was in the South at that time, yes. It's Texas, so, yeah. She must not have been that much older than his kids. (laughs)
0: No, she was not. Mm-mm.
1: The fact that he kept calling
0: his children like her, her son and her daughter, or her daughters, or whatever, was really disturbing and disconcerting. And like she ran away from her children. She ran away from her responsibilities. Like, hey, eh? She grew up with those kids. Mm -hmm. Those kids were practically her brother and sister. And then all of a sudden she is now the mother figure and also married. Why? Like, I really want to know why she was married to this dude. Because she
1: really didn't love him the way that a child should love The way he a father says it is, like, she was excited because she'd never been married before. Like, she does everything. Like, she goes to New York because she'd never been to New York yeah. before. It was just another, like, lark for her to do. She'd never been to Brazil before. Yeah. It was just, she's just playing and having fun. She was a child. <laughs> that doesn't give him any reason no, to marry yeah. her. No, it does not. Because that's why there are laws now.
0: Yeah. Because of this. (laughs) This is the whole, this was propaganda to get the government to change laws.
1: They said, look at this creepy guy. He'll be creeping on all your children. (laughs) That's how he walks. Yeah. (laughs) Like the creep music video. (laughs) (laughs) And her name is Lula May, and... Well, pretty much, he found her and her brother stealing from them. so When they he, were younger. So, it's like, yeah, he gave her a home and then, ugh, marriage.
0: Married her after his first wife died. The, like, this has always been the scenario that I thought happened, okay? Are you ready for this? Because this is, this is, like, crazy town in mm-hmm. the brain. So, he finds these children. She grows up and is now prettier than his wife. Murders his wife. Buries her in the back convinces young little May that she needs to be married because marriage is the greatest thing a woman could ever have. And then, so she does, and then realizes that that involves sex, and then he tries to have sex with her little 14-year-old self, and she runs the fuck away. <laughs> I, be, I, I, yeah, I buy it. Yes. This has been a theory that I have wanted to discuss with someone for a very long time because it has always been, like, it makes my skin crawl every... I I don't know if you noticed, but during that entire scene, I was on my phone because I hate those scenes. Mm -hmm. I hate them because they make my skin crawl with him. I just, I I never liked that. He could have been completely cut out. We didn't need to know her, like, entire backstory. It could have just been about the brother.
1: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they cut out all the homosexual undertones. They got to keep in some. And the fact that
0: she lost her baby, because she's supposed to be pregnant when she ran away. Da, da, da. Yeah.
1: She's also supposed to be nineteen. She she looks young. Yeah. She, she looks like she looks like she
0: was in her twenties. She, me, and her, we share the same, the Canadian
1: genetics. Yeah. Which she's not Canadian. Never mind. It's okay. Where am I going? It's okay. She's princess of Genovia.
0: She literally is, No, she's the queen of Genovia <laughs> she's the now. Queen of she is Julia Andrews. See, we're never going to get over that. Nope.
1: I know. it, I know it.
0: Every Audrey Hepburn movie, it's going to be a thing. <laughs> but yeah, so he's like come back to convince her to come home because uh Frank uh, Fred, not Frank. Fred is coming home from the army and as he kept saying, her her place was with her husband, her children, and her brother. Her brother. Her brother
1: yes um yeah he wants paul to tell her that he's there so paul does bring doc to holly yeah and then paul is sad paul is upset and worried. i think he's slightly worried for her yeah well because he started to have feelings for her and now it's just like you're married is that sort of oh you're married i want to marry you I just watched Jane Eyre this weekend. (laughs) Oh, okay.
0: Anyway, so he, like, wants to take her to the train station or bus station so that they can um, go back home to Texas.
1: Well, that night, Holly visits Paul through his window again, tells tells him that the marriage was annulled a long time ago and just he won't get over it and that she really just wants his support at the bus station when she tells Doc that she's not gonna go. Yes. I wrote down something we could discuss. Yes, let's discuss. Is she delusional in always calling Paul Fred? I think... I mean, she's delusional in a lot of things, but ha- what is this Fred connection, do you think? The
0: Fred connection, I think, is she always... When she was younger, growing up, and then they lost their parents and they had to survive on their own Fred was her partner in crime Fred was the one that she always had to protect and always had had around So it's kind of like she's always wanted that that again she's always searching for that that uh, connection where she can have um, those crazy like kid adventures with again and um, have somebody that that understands her on that that level. I don't think she was necessarily delusional I think it just made her more comfortable at first. It's a little bit
1: of a delusion. Yeah it
0: became it became a little bit of a delusion but I think at first it was just to make her feel more comfortable around him so that she was like talking to her brother again because he's been gone for how many years I mean Mm -hmm. she ran away so I'm assuming she ran away right as he went into the army. Mm -hmm. So yeah I wouldn't say like completely delusional but it was or not not completely delusional in the beginning but it became
1: Yeah and it definitely ties into the whole like this is who I am this is who you are sort yeah. of we have yeah. to play our roles sort of thing. Yeah
0: like you're you're the one that I'm going to protect. Mm-hmm. Like you're the one who I'm going to lead through this this crazy New York life and this is what you have to do to 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 survive kind of thing. But yeah. I truly like I, like I know that she knows who he is, though, Mm -hmm. at the same time. So it might not necessarily always be this delusion. It's just that...
1: That's the part she wants him to play. Yes, exactly.
0: Yes, she's wanting him to fit in this specific role.
1: See? That's why I'm like, study this movie in film school. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of... Especially if you want subtext. Mm -hmm. There's so much subtext. I think you get it every time... Especially every time I watch it, I get something a little bit new. Or I see something a little bit different. Because it's one of those movies where it kind of you, depending on the mood that you're in, you your perspective on the characters changes, which is weird sometimes. Because you don't always have a movie like that that mm. has that that stuff
1: built in. Okay, so she they they, they all go to the what is it bus station. The bus station, and pretty much Doc is like. I'm not going to take care of your brother if you're not there with me. Yes. So this is the decision you're making right now. Don't come with me and your brother has no place to stay.
0: Yeah. Again, manipulating her into getting what he wants.
1: Yeah. So she's upset, but she says, I'll take care of him. Yes. He'll he'll come stay with me.
0: Yes. Which is a huge difference from the 50s. hmm Where the woman... Tells the man that she is going to stand on her her own two feet and she's going to do what she needs to do, instead of kind of falling in line
1: mm-hmm.
0: in certain certain situations. I think as it, the the movies that we've seen in the fifties, there were some times where there were the, there was a woman who pushed back.
1: Yeah. So then Doc leaves and she cries. Now I feel like she created this Holly life because she was initially forced into something that she didn't want, as we discussed. Well, I think if we're,
0: like, delving into the whole delusion thing, Mm -hmm. kids or children who have been raped at a a very young age and don't understand whatever really happened to them and never really understood that they were being violated in a specific way until they're older, they deal with it in a delusional way. It's like Perks
1: of Being a Wallflower. It's
0: exactly like Perks of Being a Wallflower. It doesn't come out until it comes out. Mm -hmm. until you really realize and understand that that what happened to you was not your fault but was wrong Mm -hmm. and that you can't go through life like expecting that kind of treatment
1: yeah i could definitely see her being like no lula may did that i didn't do that
0: yes yes and that's probably the the separation that that she had to have and Mm -hmm. why she'd ran away specifically which is, again, it's another interesting kind of character mm-hmm. thing that this you
1: This movie is deep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is. Like, again, that's why I don't understand why it's not, like, for... Especially for story structure. Mm-hmm. Like, we always talk about story structure, and I think a lot of people use Citizen Kane as, like, that, that main, like, movie or whatever. But it doesn't have the depth, the, the same type of depth that I think the... the that this had, or like some that some other movies had,
1: or just even with this one being more relatable to women and the sacrifices exactly. of women,
0: yeah. Like, and there's so many different things that because
1: not every person wants to be like a politician, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, and again, it's it's it has to deal with that whole the masculine side of the film industry, which there's a lot of content that deals with that specific side, mm-hmm. and then. That's why romantic comedies kind of gets kicked aside because it's always thought of as the the woman's thing. Right, especially and women's the- stories
1: are not about rising to power, but more like empowering you know oneself. oneself. yeah, yeah. It's not it's about an a- internal journey. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which is it's harder to depict. Mm-hmm. I, I get why, but I think they have like so much more substance than seeing somebody fight their way to power because it's not an internal struggle; it's an actual physical struggle Mm -hmm. whereas this was not this was an emotional struggle Mm -hmm. so again it's it's a more quote-unquote feminine side of it so I think that that there maybe there needs to be something where there's like a seminar or whatever where it takes the the themes and shows like this is what like the masculine side of film is and this is what the feminine side of film is which makes you have a better connection to it like because that's that's what gets me sometimes is that when I get I typically like movies that I have a stronger emotional response to Mm -hmm. than something that I had or than than a character that was achieving a specific goal. Mm -hmm. Like it still pisses me off that Silver Linings Playbook did not win the Oscar because that to me was the best movie that year because I had this huge emotional response from it. Whereas I didn't to Lincoln or I didn't to... Um, zero dark 30 or whatever it was i didn't like although zero dark 30 had the strong empowering female in it it wasn't the same as it was to the emotion emotional journey that um you saw in um jennifer lawrence and bradley cooper because although that is bradley cooper's movie jennifer lawrence stole the scenes and expressly showed what depression is i can't
1: wait to watch that movie with you
0: it's so good oh it's so good (laughs) i've seen it but i can't wait to watch it with you because i I get so into it i won't pay attention to the world around me (laughs) i literally i get so into it it's like one of those i like that yeah
1: so speaking of things feminine paul and holly go to a strip club
0: oh Um, i love this scene
1: which did you know in the book she's bisexual no i didn't i didn't
0: see that part that makes so much sense
1: that, like, also... Well, it's Capote, so there's, like, homosexuality, yeah. like, everywhere in the book, apparently. Yeah.
0: If the strip club scene happened in the the book, I'm glad that they left it yeah, in. Yeah, they said, it's... like,
1: pretty much that's where they left that one little tidbit of her personality in the movie. Is that... They go to the strip club, the guy's kind of bored, and she's, like, interested.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, like, she had some very, like, good questions, like, asking about the woman who was performing and... Mm-hmm. I loved the, the, the bit with the glasses, which, that's, like, another famous frame, Mm -hmm. and no one knows that it comes from a strip club. (laughs) Every, I, like, I have, um, one of my cousins, she's a big fan of Marilyn, and then she's also a big Audrey Hepburn fan, and I've asked her that, I was like, did you know that this, this scene that you have a poster of is from a scene about in a that takes place in a strip club and she's like what <laughs> i'm like yeah this this famous scene of her taking her glasses down and like having the wide-eyed expression
1: is totally in a strip club because she's looking at a naked woman and she's looking at a naked woman <laughs> and enjoying herself oh yes <laughs> well i mean the
0: woman you I, go girl i love the little like cape opening bit and just the cinematography of um, being in that moment with them was very interesting. And it was mermaid dress. It was a mermaid dress. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, gotta love a good mermaid dress. (laughs) It shows off the hips.
1: Okay, so they get very, 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 very drunk. Very, very, very drunk. They go back to their apartment. Audrey says something in the lines of, I'll no longer... No longer will I play the field.
0: Yeah, she's deciding that she is done with trying or going out and finding men.
1: She wants to marry Rusty Trawler, who's that piggy guy she met at the party. Yeah. She needs money. She'll do anything for money. Which, of course, we see a shot of Mr. Gigolo being like, mm, this this relates to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this could end badly. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like he's the, the sexual gigolo and then she's the emotional gigolo.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These Which I just people, like the term
0: gym- gigolo.
1: I know you do. These two people, <laughs> this universe, was they were meant to meet, you know? Yeah. It's one of those kinds of movies. They need to meet each other to sort out their own... Their own issues. Yep. Which is like romantic comedies, like...
0: Pfft. Yeah. Like, that. that's an encompassing mm-hmm. trope of romantic comedies, is these people have to be together so that they can work out... Yes, because the other has a side of things that they need.
1: They're just, they're, they're viewing, just the way they're viewing their problems works better for the other person.
0: Yes. It, it's like they, they're looking at the same problems from the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. And so one person knows how to circumvent the other end of the, sec- uh, the spectrum, but they have no idea what to go through or how to deal with their own side of it.
1: Right. It's like, one person has the bomb, the other person has the bomb manual, they get to call each other up on the phone. <laughs> and then murder one another. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. They defuse the bomb. <laughs> In this movie, they defuse the bomb. In the
0: game, they murder one another. Don't even lie. It's a thing. Me and Sam are gonna play it.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: and I will videotape it for you.
1: I want to see.
0: I want to witness.
1: Okay, okay, where <laughs> was I? She gets mad. She gets mad. She
0: gets very upset. She, she's drunk. He's not letting her have her fun anymore, so she lashes out. Yeah, so he leaves. Which, again, is another very, very common emotional response from a child
1: of abuse. hmm So the next day, Paul gets $50 because he... Sold her story. Sold story. Her story. Well, the story about her mm. that he wrote in
0: like in inspiration to her.
1: So he rings up Holly, uh she comes to the door, you know, he comes to make up. And he also finds in the newspaper that Rusty has gotten married.
0: Yeah, the next day. Yeah. After she's already declared that she will be the next <laughs> wife of his.
1: They have like this awkward not awkward kiss. It's just like a hi. How are you doing? Oh. I'm smooching you. Wait, was that feelings? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I forgot about that when he opens the door. Right.
1: It's a like. It's one of those polite society kisses. But then she kind of has a look on her face at the end of it. Yeah,
0: like that kind of felt good. Yeah. What is this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I
1: know you are she's like right it's now. much too early to feelings. <laughs> yes, feelings don't happen. know. <laughs> So he tells her that he sold a story, and she's like, Let's go celebrate. Mm, mm. And then, my favorite bit of the entire movie. Let's do things that we've never done before. Yes. Yay.
0: I love this scene, or I love this this montage. Mm-hmm. I always have wanted to take this montage and then re edit it to uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Because it would work. It, it, it hits that, it hits every beat in the song when mm-hmm. you kind of time it out. And I've always wanted to just make a a YouTube video.
1: Okay, so first they go to Tiffany's and he wants to buy her a present, but he only has $10 that she'll allow him him to spend. Yep.
0: She will not allow him to spend the check on her.
1: Right. So they end up wanting to engrave the Cracker Jack ring that he got. Um, Doc was eating Cracker Jack and gave him the prize, which was a ring. Yes. Which, I don't know, they gave metallic rings. I was like, isn't that plastic? I'm like, oh, this is 60s. <laughs> yeah, it would have
0: been, like, tin or aluminum. Yeah. yeah.
1: Then, he takes her to the library where she's never been, which, hello, dream date. <laughs> oh, it was so cool. Is I love this part because you get to see the library from, like, with the drawers and mm-hmm. everything.
0: The um, card catalog. Yeah, because you don't see that anymore. You see the drawers still. They still have them. I've seen pictures. But they're, like, all, like, screwed <laughs> Like at the LA City Library Yeah You can go and like you can see the drawers And they have like little plaques on them now For donors of the library But you can't open the drawers anymore
1: Well they have their computer system now Which is more up to date Yes but you can tangibly like They had to like write it down And like take it to someone Now you just have to like push a button (laughs) And it goes there it is But I like I loved like Computers no 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 I get it (laughs) And then, like, Ghostbusters,
0: like, it just yeah. reminds me
1: of that. And it's just like, oh, look, a ghost could come out of these. <laughs> I like that connection. <laughs> so they check out his book at the library, and she tells him to sign it, and he's signing it, and the woman's like, ah, oh, you're, defacing. you're defacing public
0: property.
1: Yeah. Because so I was like, who's this guy, John Green? Going to go sign all the books in the world?
0: Yeah. Yeah. As we pull out all of the signed copies of John Green's I book, do that have I do have a signed
1: copy of his book that I bought at a library. <laughs> okay, back to this montage. The best montage in the world. Tastes of the library signs book. Okay, then they go to a store to steal something.
0: Yeah, it's like a five and dime store.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they're going because what tiny child hasn't fantasized about doing that and like held it deep down in their soul?
1: And then when you're an adult you're just like, not gonna change they're not gonna expect me. I swear I've seen this scene recently in a parody. It was either in a music video or in another movie. Not so much kind of a parody where they're on a date in a store and there's masks and other things that they're digging through and trying on and being goofy with each other. I have no idea. I don't know what it was either.
0: One day you'll find out and you'll text me about it I and will, it'll be randomly. out of context and I have, will have no idea what's going on. I'm like,
1: right Tiffany, <laughs> wow. That's what I'll say at the end when you're like, what? And I was like, come on, Eat my mind. I know I'll be like, it's 3am, Justine. I know our brainwaves can't clearly carry via cell phone. No, they we can't. can't. We try very hard. Okay, so they decide after going through a bunch of things to just put these Halloween masks on their faces and just walk out which they do, and they're having hella fun, and romance is high! It's super romantic, it is.
0: Who didn't know that theft would
1: be so romantic? Theft is very romantic. Have you ever done it? Have you and Drew? No. This is something like like high school Justine would do. (laughs) Go back in time, high school Justine. No, I wouldn't do it in high school. 2008 Justine would definitely do this. I would do it now. You would do it now?
0: Me and Sam would totally do that. He would be, he would question it, like, beforehand, and I would just, like, force him into it.
1: That's, yes, yes. <laughs> that is the situation.
0: Like, he would read me, like, the whole, like, rules, like, of society and shit, and I would be like,
1: Come in, loser, we're going to steal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> exactly what would happen. <laughs> okay, kissing. There is kissing there's always kissing this is the the what the sam likes kissing yeah the sam likes kissing sam like this kissing part which think, kissing part are we at i'm confused this is the after they're running and they're back at their place right after they're running oh after they go they out the yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah this was the this is the shot that sam really liked
1: this was the he lube. he gets it he understands well <laughs> he was like oh there's kissing and i'm like yeah welcome to filmmaking (laughs) these are the shots you put together yeah (laughs) one you want
0: yes same lighting same everything
1: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm you'll recognize paul wakes up alone sad he goes to find holly he's knocking at her window door something window well he tries like all of it Um, but he sees the benefactor coming up the stairs, so he runs out Up the fire escape up the fire escape and opens the door. With the mask on. Mm Mm-hmm. Trick or treat.
0: Yep. Obviously it's a trick. He wants no treats.
1: Girl trouble. She's been expecting it. That's what she says. Girl trouble. I've been expecting this. All right. Here's a thousand dollar check. Go take her on vacation. Get her out of your system. Yeah, he's, she is just mocking him all up and down. Like, okay, yeah, I've go have fun, whatever. You know, just, you know, remember where this money comes from and all your nice things and where you're living and everything. Yes, give me the nookie. Pal Joey. <laughs> Joey's his own boss. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Benny
0: is her own boss. When she is spending her husband's money. Clearly.
1: hmm but Paul refuses the check. He's like, uh-uh, I'm gonna go to Tiffany's.
0: Yeah, bye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Though I did like the whole, like, quip that he he gave when he's, like, putting on his jacket. He's just like... Yeah, 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 whatever. I hope you find a new the a new rider who um, is the same size as me, so you won't even have to get the suits tailored. Mm-hmm. I really like that. That was just like uh, the three snaps and the Z formation mm-hmm. and exit.
1: <laughs> Bye. That was lovely. So Paul picks up the gift, the ring, at Tiffany's, but he can't find Holly. He's looking for her everywhere, but he goes and finds her at the library, which is where I would be. She's ignoring him, and she's reading up on South America. He's like, but baby, I love you. And how do you, how do you feel? 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 What are your feelings? Feel, feel something for me. (laughs) I know you feel. Your feels are for me. Feel. I am your feels. This whole, like, you belong to me, though. Yeah, that was, that was shitty. But, when you look at the
0: time... Yeah. Like, nowadays that phrase means something completely different than back then. Yeah. What he was meaning was that...
1: Like your heart.
0: Your heart belongs to me, essentially, yeah. yes.
1: Not like you physically. Although, kind of.
0: In the 60s. Um. <sighs> yeah, a little.
1: But then he gives her the $50 for the powder room.
0: Yeah. Because she's still... She's being very abrasive and um pushing him away more Mm -hmm. and so he basically really he says that so i'm nothing more than one of your other rats yep so here i'm gonna treat you as if they if as if i really was right
1: it's like in moulin rouge where nicole kidman has to like although nicole kidman was acting she had to go act and be like nope i don't love you it was all just a thing bye yeah, but
0: in Holly's case, she was acting as well.
1: Yeah, she was acting as Holly should be acting. That was
0: yes, yes, yeah, she is playing her role mm-hmm. again, so she was wanting him to go back to his role.
1: Yes. yes, yes,
0: yes.
1: Yes, yes. So, yeah, she wants to marry the Brazilian guy and have money.
0: And have babies, apparently. Nine babies.
1: Mm-hmm. Then we see racist Rooney again.
0: He's used as, like, a time transition.
1: Yeah. So Holly brings the South American guy over, the Brazilian guy, Um, and then she starts going cray-cray, tearing up the place. Yeah, she's been given, like, a
0: a message was left for her, a telegram. Yeah, there was a a
1: telegram. Paul comes over and is just like, what the hell?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's, like, taking out his trash... And walking back up the stairs when she, like, starts tearing the whole apartment apart. Yeah. And so, um, the Brazilian guy pulls him in.
1: And is just like, fix it!
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, she broke! Fix her!
1: Yeah. So, he finds out they got the telegram. He looks at the telegram, and the telegram says that Fred has died. Yes. Her brother Fred.
0: He died in a Jeep
1: accident. So, pretty much... Uh, Paul tells the Brazilian guy, like, well, that was her brother, he died, you should go comfort her, I'm leaving. Yes. So then Holly is preparing to leave for Brazil. She wired, oh, this is, like, this has been some, like, months. Yeah,
0: this has been a few months, um, in the future. Um, they used I wasn't this-
1: clear on that until he said what he'd been doing for the past yeah, couple months. Yeah, they,
0: they used it as a transition to show- because she now has a furniture. She has furnished her apartment. She's now like visibly showing that she is now comfortable mm-hmm. in her her space and she's ready to to make a life.
1: Yeah. So she's wired um Paul to come over cuz he doesn't live there anymore. He yeah. had to go get a place that was his own. Yes. He comes over and tells that he's been writing, you mm-hmm. know.
0: Yes. So he's doing fine. And she wants to make him dinner. She wants to make him rice. Yeah,
1: because she's going to Rio tomorrow, so. She's got to move. You know, she says, did I tell you how, did I tell you how definitely and utterly happy I am? Yes,
0: in a very robotic, monotone
1: voice. Mm-mm. She's not happy. No. When you are saying your feelings like that, they are not your feelings. <laughs> exactly.
0: When you are not expressing your feelings visibly.
1: hmm
0: And you're knitting a weird half of a shirt thing
1: that's why I'm like again this delusion this this happy well play acting sort of thing
0: yeah it's what should make Holly happy yes not what makes herself happy
1: so she's preparing a dinner for Paul she's like I thought it'd be quite fancy to eat in for once Aww. and dinner explodes
0: because <laughs> she doesn't know how to cook
1: rice yeah So they go walking about New York. And decide to get lunch. Or dinner. Yeah. She talks about, she kind of talks about, like, what the guy means to her and stuff. Like, it's not her absolute favorite number one guy or whatever, but...
0: Yeah, this is where I felt like she was actually expressing what she was feeling. Mm -hmm. Like, she was, like, in the beginning, I'm so happy, I'm so, like, this is gonna be wonderful, we're going to... I'm um, gonna live in South America, and I'm gonna be his wife, and blah, 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 blah. And then, like, after lunch, when they're walking back, and she's like, you know, if I, if I had another option.
1: Yeah, he's not the guy I would choose, but yeah. it's a great, it's a great deal for me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a great. This mm, is a good
1: opportunity. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Whereas, it's not necessarily what her heart is telling her.
1: Yeah, like you said, she's doing it because that's what she thinks. Holly would Holly do. Holly would do. Her character, her created self.
0: She—that's what she thinks a socialite is supposed to do.
1: Mm-hmm. So, but as soon as they come back to her apartment, they are both arrested by the narcotics police.
0: Yes, um, the New York's narcot- New York narcotics division.
1: New York's finest. Bam. Um. So they're at the police station getting booked and whatever. And then Paul calls OJ in Hollywood. And O.J. tells her, oh no, it's fine, I got t- I've taken care of it, just collect her and take her to a hotel and, you know, just keep her out of the sight of things, you know.
0: Just keep her out of the limelight, she doesn't need to be seen or heard.
1: Yeah, so that's what Paul intends to do, so he goes, he picks her up, takes her to, in a cab, and says, okay, we're going to a hotel, and she's like, oh no, what time is it, have I missed my flight? He's like, well, you can't leave. The country you
0: can't skip bail
1: yeah it's like these are things you cannot do <laughs>
0: and she's like but no one will cage me
1: mm-hmm.
0: they just want they just want to they just want me to take the stand as a witness against tomato yeah
1: she's like i haven't done anything yeah but then he gives her a message from the brazilian and it's a breakup telegram it's a dear john letter yeah he's like, he's like sorry, you've made this big scene, and I really can't have this. Like, as he's been saying through the whole thing, he can't deal with his family, you know, can't deal with this whole big attention and police and scandal.
0: Yeah, it would make him look horrible.
1: Yeah, so Holly is upset, but she still wants to go away. It's this other thing where she's like, okay, that plan failed, time to go, and start anew
0: yeah i'm still gonna go to brazil i've never been there
1: yeah she just wants to get away she doesn't want to live in a cage or be anyone she's not holly she's not lula may she's just she's somebody else she's She's somebody else now she's a no name uh, she's the cat yeah she's just the cat she is the cat and the cat is her (laughs) and And then we get
0: to the most heartbreaking scene on film she
1: tosses the cat out of the car yeah oh yeah i don't think we've mentioned the cat at all she's yeah, got a cat she's got a cat he
0: she does not she doesn't have a name for him he's just cat
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's he is a metaphor
1: yeah the cat is her the
0: cat is her it's the cat is the person the physical personification of really who she is mm-hmm. who she believes she is she's playing holly mm-hmm. but the cat is her yeah. Like, that's why she keeps the cat in her home. Yeah. And takes care of it and feeds it and says that she needs it, that they need one another, but they're not, they're, they don't love each other she kind of thing. The, cat.
1: the cat's the, a stray, the cat's alone, they found each other.
0: Yeah. But that's, that's exactly what, that's her story in a nutshell, is she needed Holly. She mm-hmm. met Holly. Holly kind of took her on this wild ride and she needs holly she doesn't necessarily love holly Mm -hmm. but she needs her at least in her mind she needs her so yeah the cat is a direct metaphor for who she really is Mm -hmm. symbolism
1: yep it's i love it i love metaphors
0: (laughs) my my fiance sam really fell in love with this cat though yeah he was like on the verge of tears when they were about when she kicked him out of the cab and then they have this really upsettingly sad shot of the cat.
1: All wet in the rain. All wet in
0: the rain. Like, in the
1: garbage. Yeah, it was very upsetting. So Paul's like, okay, pull over. You're, you're already in the cage that you built yourself. And he tosses the ring at her.
0: Yeah, here. I've been carrying this around for months. I'm not sure why.
1: Yeah. So pretty much she has to face herself. And who she is in this moment while she's sitting alone in this cab. Yes. This is what it's all led up to. It's just like,
0: who are you? Exactly. And she decides that she is going to go after him. Mm -hmm. And she's going to go after the cat. Mm -hmm. Which, again, she's going to go find herself.
1: I like there's a shot of them standing together. And it's from, like, behind there's this four, this foregrounded garbage, so mm-hmm. it looks like they're in the garbage in the rain. Yeah. I really like that shot of them together.
0: Yeah, and when then when she's got mm-hmm. her and the cat, or her and Paul?
1: Um, I think all three, they're okay, yeah. together. It's, it, Before it the comes kiss? comes out of there. It may have been after the kiss. Oh, okay. But it's just like they've risen from the garbage, and the camera keeps getting higher and higher. Yeah. So it's like they start at the garbage, and it just goes higher and higher.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember what you mean, yeah.
1: But yeah, they have this big kiss. It's a big kiss. It's a nice kiss. It's a nice, big, satisfying end of movie kiss.
0: Yeah, in the rain.
1: Yes. Oh my god.
0: Like this is on par with the Notebook.
1: Rain in the kiss. equals kissing. Yes. Just, just watery. If you watch Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, you will find that the characters smooch each other. You know, first time they see each other. Through a fish tank. Yep. That's how they first see each other, through water. Uh, the next time is in their pool, in her pool. When they go skinny dipping. The next time after they do it, he's coming out of the rain. hmm Water is smooching times. Water is kissing. <laughs> yes. Water
0: is, like, sex. Yes. I mean... Okay, Freud.
1: <laughs> it makes sense! Yes. There's a fluid, fluid love. But anyway... Yeah. The director sincerely, sincerely regrets having this Mickey Rooney character.
0: Yes. It was specifically his decision, though. One of the producers yes. pushed him, pushed back on on it and said, I don't know how truthful it is. It could have happened, like, when the controversy, like, started to, to kind of get out. That's when the comments were made. Mm-hmm. But he says that he pushed back and that the director ultimately didn't take his advice on it.
1: Right. I mean, at the time, they thought it was funny. Yeah, they di- now whenever they talk about it he's just like I would not do it if I could if I could go back and change time it it would be gone, Yeah. You know? Yeah,
0: and it's just a ty- it's just a thing where the times are changing. I mean, there was a different view towards the ja- unfortunately there was a different culture in America at that time. I mean, we're still 20 years removed from World War II and the internment camps that no one wants to talk about. Yeah. But it's still, that that does become part of the culture. I mean, when you fear monger mm-hmm. during that time, like they did with the Japanese in the 40s, those children have grown up with that, that being afraid of that specific uh, culture mm-hmm. or ethnicity. It's just like with Islam today. It, it's, we have that, that constant need to, to add it to being afraid of. Mm-hmm. When in fact, we shouldn't just, we should not, We should not be afraid. We should just
1: whatever. Facebook just irritates me. Okay. Okay. Here's a positive note. Audrey Hepburn's salary for this movie was seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, which made her the highest-paid actress at the time.
0: And she made more money than he did, I believe. In this in this movie, she was she was she made more money than um, Paul. She,
1: She was the top star. Yeah. So hooray for. For ladies getting paid. Lady getting paid, hey! Do you have any other trivia? Well, they, they did say that there's a rumor going
0: around that the opening sequence with her walking down the streets of New York mm. was very difficult. I saw that on IMDb as well. There's two sides of it. Like On the DVD commentary, they say that it wasn't, that that's just a myth, but a lot of people say that there were some issues with crowd control there was the the, there was an incident that involved a crew member almost getting electrocuted and dying Mm -hmm. and then there was an issue with audrey hepburn's tastes in pastries
1: yeah but it came out wonderfully in the end you never see all the muckiness
0: yeah no it was lovely Especially the New York shots. I think this is one of the first times that we've actually, like, really had really cool mm-hmm. New York shots, like, like, we had in On the Town.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but def- On the Town was, like, late 40s. And yes. this is 61. Just the, the, the film looks better. Yeah. The coloring looks better, and just the city itself is more modern. Yeah, but even,
0: like, the, the films that we had in New York that were based in the 50s were not as good of like you, you it, knew
1: it looks like new york of
0: today yeah it looks very similar mm-hmm. the cars are just different
1: yeah yeah pretty much it, it looks like new york it looks very modern i'd say it definitely holds up i'd recommend everybody to watch it
0: yes everyone should watch this movie
1: everyone and,
0: and this movie needs to be studied mm-hmm. if it, i i know i haven't heard very much about it cuz i am only a small little chunk of film school but
1: they th- might have something in the library there's a whole film, there's in the L.A. library, the downtown one, there's a yeah. huge section on film studies. Like, there were a bunch of books just on Buffy that I took one out and oh, read. Nice. Yeah. It was, I'll check into it for you.
0: Yeah, because it, it's definitely not one of the ones that you think of. Especially going into film school, you're like, oh, I don't I don't think of learning about a romantic comedy. But I think it needs to. I think it needs to be added into the same, like, caliber of things that you watch. Because watching all dramas only gives you this certain aspect of what works in film. Not everything that works in a drama is going to work in a comedy. Not everything that works in a comedy is going to work in a dra- in a drama. But when those things cross or when mm-hmm. you find a way to, to utilize those tools, it makes a film better.
1: Yeah. Like I said before, seriously, in my history of cinema class, we, we there was one week we watched a romantic comedy and it was bringing up baby so just a screwball romantic comedy
0: is completely different from this type of romantic comedy which i think really like this is the romantic comedy this is one of the ones that that really epitomized modern romantic comedy mm-hmm. because the 90s took this this yes. understanding of romantic comedy and ran with it
1: yeah they t- you've seen this formula a lot
0: yeah and it works. It works really well. It, it makes it more, I think it makes it more impactful and it sticks with people mm-hmm. more.
1: And like I said earlier, this film is deep. It's,
0: yeah. yeah every every time you watch it, you'll find something different, mm-hmm. which is nice. You'll see a little, little different nuance, you'll, yeah.
1: Anyway, would you like to rate it? Yes, I, you're going to be a little disappointed in me, but I'm only going to rate it four and a half gaudy gold telephones. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That phone was, was ugly. It, to me, it wasn't a five star. Like I didn't wasn't completely, completely in love with it. But I feel like I will like it more with more viewings. Uh, just a it little definitely, bit of it definitely
0: grows. Yeah, it's a, on it's a you.
1: grower. I think it needed a little bit of editing.
0: Yeah, I, I, there's there's points where yeah, I don't think her hus her ex husband should have been in it. I don't. Th- I think Mickey Rooney's character could have been recast and still, or could have been left as mickey rooney as white mickey rooney and left like and you would still have had the comedy impact we didn't need him to be an asian character but yeah i don't know i've always loved this movie it's like princess bride grew on me that's one that i can say definitely grew on me princess
1: bride is one of my favorite movies yes
0: it's one of my favorites now because i can quote it and i love it it's exactly the same kind of thing where you learn something new every time you watch it i think um. Yeah, I've already rated it. I rated it in the freaking uh, opening. No, but give it a thing. Okay, I'm giving it five giant hats. Ah!
1: <laughs> I swear you've used giant hat as a. As I, a want hat. Okay. <laughs> okay. I want her hat. Okay. Okay. I did. I desire it.
0: So next next week, your New Year's celebration can be rang
1: in with 1962's that touch of Meek. Mm, it's it's a new movie on netflix okay it's uh got Cary grant in it oh (laughs) i know they surprised us (laughs) just when we thought we were almost done with them
0: we got one more perfect um you guys can listen and download to our episodes at the cutaways not at the at symbol but at the word TheCutaways.com. www. W And please, please, please leave us comments, rate us, and subscribe to us on iTunes and also on SoundCloud. As this, as of this episode, it will be on there. I promise.
1: Yeah. Um. Extra thanks to Tommy Gunn for helping us out.
0: Yes, for figuring out how to solve.
1: Because he really wanted to listen to us and he didn't have iTunes. I know. And I felt really horrible. I was just like, I'm like, I'm going to fix it, I promise. I just
0: have work, 10-hour work days. They really kill me. (laughs) On the weekends, I have time to record and sleep. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I do. I'm sorry. Um, But you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Cutaways Podcast. Yeah. I got it this time.
1: Yay. Also I wanted to shout out Leah on Twitter who gives us love as well.
0: Yes. And thank you, Wilfredell, for <gasps> favoriting our tweet. Oh
1: my god. Yes. I was just like
0: <laughs> Must Text Ashley. I about died. We just we were just dropping I know, uh, I
1: told Drew, I was like, I'm gonna kill Ashley right now. <laughs> hey, you're watching it. She's dead. <laughs> Alright, um... As we wrap up this amazing discussion. Happy holidays. Go watch some movies with your friends and family. And have hot cocoa. And a blanket. Yeah. And a pillow fort.
0: And always a pillow fort. Oh, and don't forget marshmallows. Yeah. It's It's the holidays. You can, like, splurge, get, like, some s'more some action going on. Oh, hells yeah. <laughs> That's what I'll be doing. I'll be down in uh, San Diego, like, roasting marshmallows on the sun. In San Diego.
1: Have fun with that. All right. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.